Thank you. We have an intro. So we're going to add it in after the fact. <laughs> What's Episode. the intro? What's that? What's the intro? Press that one. Yeah, world one up yeah, there. Here we go now. Uh, you, will, you will love this. This? Uh, the other one. Yeah. I'm just talking in the club. You're listening to Wanye's World, presented by Oodle Noodle. Sex appeal. The, the internet. Weird robot voice. Yeah, that's AI. Yeah, that's not even a real person. Anywho, <laughs> episode two, Wanye's World has begun. Bag Milk's here. Yep. Rick's here. Brett's here. Poor Bag Milk. We just did a real life. This is his third podcast of the day. But when you're a massive celebrity around here and the boss, I sucked up to you and said, come on our show, please. And you Happy were to be here. Kind enough. Yeah. You might be asking yourself, how is this different from the other podcast? It isn't yet. <laughs> We're working on it. It's, it's work episode, in progress. It's episode two. Listen, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Remember when I went on your show and it sounded like I was in a bird's nest? Yeah. You're due to come back on that one, I too. would love to. I went yeah. on uh, Better Late Than Never, and I was sitting in Wanya Manor, Majestic House, and there's a majestic. skylight. You can open it. This is for real. And I guess there was a bird's chirping away or something like that. And when I went on your podcast, people said it sounded like I... Dialed in from a bird's nest. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. And I didn't, I didn't notice it at all. We talked for like two hours. Yeah. Ago. All there was was tweeting. Yeah. Oh, shit. Happy. Anyways, if you could reciprocate with something equally weird. Call. <laughs> Spontaneous. <laughs> Every year in there. I like it. Yeah. Well, boys, I don't know if you pay attention to the local hockey team, but uh, took a bit of a dick kicking last night. Rick, I'd like to... Uh, talk you off the ledge or i don't know where you're at mentally here yet so i gotta assess you yeah and we're then triage you we're definitely not on a ledge but i'm game one ledge fucking annoyed i'm not worried right like i don't care no. it's one out of 82 whatever i still think we're gonna win the, well, all that shit but i'm annoyed like i'm not i was angry i was yes. definitely angry last night and now i'm just i'm disappointed you can't come out there you can't like we've we've we should have learned this lesson by now this team is the nucleus has been together for many, many years. We've seen them come out like this, and that's just kind of what the team was. Somebody has to have some electricity in that dressing room, whether it be at the beginning of the game, because the first game of the goddamn year, or the first intermission when, okay, well, that was terrible, guys. We need to fucking change this right now. But you can't just do that the whole damn game. Like it's it's stupid. It's stupid. You're just you're going back into old ways, and we know what old ways gets us. We did not go through the pain of losing the last two con- the last two uh, uh, playoff whatever. Con- or, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we didn't go through those. It's been so long. We don't need those two things and learn that those lessons to shit them out on game one. So I'm annoyed. Uh, I'm going to keep this annoyance well into puck drop come Saturday night. So I'm definitely take it out on the uh, the other team and maybe a couple guys in the stripes but yeah we'll uh, hold on to this i fully expect a different team but i one thing i do want is and i know this team doesn't do that very much, i want revenge Ooh, i want revenge yeah. like i'm pissed i want revenge on a random but I, passerby <laughs> i know on those guys in that oh, damn jersey oh, i see hockey related yeah, I, on yeah. those and i want like i want them to f- feel this i want them to feel that i want us to go out and do to them what they did to us but we do it better because we're a better team but i know they won't do that when i saw what a pitiful alumni group they rolled out for the captain ceremony <laughs> to start the game we've already had our revenge our revenge is 45 years in the nhl when we get together we have hundreds of people show up <laughs> most of them are in the hockey hall of fame the canucks could gather one living Sedine. Yeah, where was Trevor that? Linden, who looks fantastic, <laughs> Stan Smeal, 
and a guy I had never heard of who apparently was the captain in 1923. No. Yes. He was the captain in 1923. Yes. How is he still there? He is an elderly man. <laughs> in 19, we're yeah. in 2023. Was he like a captain when he was a Yes, it was World War One. Everybody was dead. <laughs> and there were like eight people left. The yeah, and they're like, and they're toss like, them out you there. You know what? You're the captain. And <laughs> you're Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Do I make any money? No. <laughs> uh, the you don't get jaundice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the trainers too are over in world war one too so, yeah. 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 the goalie the coach and half the fans <laughs> but it was a terrible mustering of alumni for the captain ceremony remember when montreal moved into the new arena and all the captains were there and they were handing the torch to each other mm. it was like one of the most amazing moments in sports history this was not that <laughs> well i mean montreal has such a history right you kind of well, get it. Vancouver's not Columbus. Like they've been in the league for quite a while. We were going through some of their players too beforehand. Like yeah. Pavel Bure wasn't yeah. there. Like Ooh. Messier wasn't there. Messier. Where was Messier? <laughs> yeah. I like that. On? I like that part. What's that? There's no way they're gonna bring on Messier. They hate but Messier. Why? Explain. Why? Because he didn't do much for them. He's captain for three years. Yeah, but he didn't do much on the ice for them. Ask their fans. That's one of the best things you get. You ever know a Vancouver Canuck fan? Just tell them that the greatest Canuck ever was Mark Messier, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest player ever to put on the Canucks jersey. The guy from the Lays ads. Yeah, <laughs> always fruish. He looks like rich. Mark Messier's last season with the Rangers before going back and forth, 96, 97, he had uh, eighty four points, so he was over a point per game. That was his last year in. Oh, then he went to Vancouver. Then he went to Vancouver. So in his first first year with Vancouver, he played all eighty two games and only got sixty points. Ooh. But that's not bad for old Mark Messi. It shows 82 games, a full slate. Yep. Yeah, but I year think two, they... he had 48 points in 59 games. Year three, he had 54 points in 66 games. What kind of paychecks? Oh, I got, yeah. Well, he got a bonus, right? His contract was such that if the this is the same episode as real life, but okay. <laughs> people won't notice. Uh, he was with the captain of the Canucks. If the team sold while he was with the team, he got some insane bonus, like 40 million bucks or some shit. Right. Because when they were trying to market the team for sale, it was kind of a bad time in the team's history. So they brought in the moose. So he was the lipstick? Lipstick on the franchise that sold to the Aquilini family. Yeah. So he got his massive check? I think he got like 40 million bucks. I'm not even kidding. Good for him. Now, (laughs) I could be wrong. So if you're listening, don't check it. <laughs> Just go with it. We are not a facts only. <laughs> when you're show. Around talking to your friends and you're wrong, it doesn't matter. Three people are listening, and four of them have internet access. They can look this shit up. No, it was a lot of money. I know that for sure. It carried them out of like player rich and into like executive rich. Yeah, I would like to know what what captains they reached out to that couldn't make it, or what captains even they had an opportunity. Like I'm trying to think in my head right now, outside of Moose. Um, what other captains were well, there? The Longo, right, is the shady um, goalie captain. Yeah. He's working in Florida. That makes sense. Still, I feel like if you're going to have like this big, here's alumni, here's you gotta this. bring them, man. You need to bring alumni, not yeah. just if you're going to have like six captains and or it four like captains. A full ring of players. There was like yeah. four players. Like, yeah. Yeah. Didn't Mark Messier come to the Heritage game when he was still playing for the Rangers? I'm pretty sure. Like Glenn Sather, I know. Imagine. Is- and this probably isn't the case, but imagine Messier is just like low key wishes he'd never been a Canuck because he considers himself an Oiler and a Ranger only, and that's why he fucks with them. Like well, Gretzky being a blue. <laughs> I just I was trying to find something about 
the sale and like how much money you got. I didn't find anything about that, but I did see that in 2012, he did win a court case against the Canucks for an additional $6 million that <laughs> he was owed from them. Oh, <laughs> what year? 2012. So they didn't pay him? It sounds like he said, it says, Messier had been awarded a $6 million settlement in the Hall of Famer's long-standing grievance over money he claimed he was owed by the Vancouver Canucks. As a part of the sale. That's insane. Interesting. That's why he wasn't there. So you're telling me if you sue your team, you can't come to captain's night. Well, that's harsh but fair, Vancouver. <laughs> harsh but fair. It's probably somewhere in I mean, Broadway or something. With the team, they could have just included my invitation with one of the documents. Yeah. Doesn't he live in New York now, too? I think he owns a hotel in like the Cayman Islands or some shit, too. What? He's got some baller shit on the go. The Calm Cayman down. Islands is like the most random place in the world. Yeah, Actually, but if you know people who've yeah. been there, it sounds like the craziest. It sounds like a great place to go. Oh, yeah. I've been yeah. there, too. Yeah, it what is. Well, I was like 12 at the time, so I was like, oh, look, senior frogs. So it was like, it was very vanilla, but it was people avoiding taxes in every direction. <laughs> Literally everywhere. <laughs> Literally everywhere. And it's, it's, you can tell it's just a manufactured tourist island, or at least that's that sounds we fantastic. Were. Oh, yeah, it was great, especially. It's got to be empowering when you've lived on an island your whole life, and then you're the Cayman Islands and you had like fishing as an industry. You're like, you know what we should do? Let's just invite all the shady people from around the world to come here. We'll have no taxes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a good idea. All these businesses Showing that up are in there. Planes with suitcases of money the next <laughs> yeah. morning. Yeah. Like in Blow. That's everybody in the Cayman Islands is the guy in Blow. That was a great movie, though. I've never seen that movie. What? No. Oh, God. Damn. I'm actually Damn. like, I'm not a big not movie guy because I love movies. You can sit me down and talk about like the creation of a movie, but I've never seen Fight Club. I've never seen. Yeah, I just saw what Goldie? was the movie. I'm 26. Yeah, you're running uh, out of uh, running out of excuses there. <laughs> yeah, especially you know, the during COVID. 24s, it's a something, but yeah. Rick well, has his PhD in being 22 to 27, so don't fucking <laughs> don't fuck around. Yeah, I, I really like. I'm Peter Pan, man. I ain't, I ain't getting older. Well, you've known thousands of 21 to 26 year olds over the years. I've known a couple generations worth of them. Yeah, <laughs> including my own. All right. Well. Let's just suffice to say, if they all go 0 and 82, mm. this was when we knew things were off the rails. Game one. If they don't go 0 and 82, we recovered. <laughs> I'm just annoyed that game's not like game two is not today. I and mean, I said this outside the office, like even tomorrow. And this is nothing to do for the players. I don't give two shits about them right now. I need this off my chest. I need a victory for us. This is for me, strictly for me. I need to get out there, see another victory right away, and show me the real team that's going to be playing this year. On behalf of Rick and the other members of Wanye's world, we do give a shit about the players. Rick is angry. <laughs> just right now. I, I think I said just right now. In this one specific... I just heard the words, I don't give a shit about the players. I don't give two shit. In this one little bit here, I want the game right now. I tweeted out during the game, uh, like facetiously, uh, if Raphael Lavoie was in this team, we wouldn't be down three nothing. And then they scored right when I sent yeah. that. So I, was, I sent it, resent it again, and then it got to five, six, seven eight. I'm like, I can't keep this shtick up. But way too many people believed that I was being serious. At what point did you start to come to the realization that they were not going to come back? Probably halfway through the second. Which was, what was the score? Probably five. Five one. Yeah, I think time. five. I think the six one goal is the one that got me. Yeah. I was five one. There's like if we get one here, then it's only three. You get one, I get a power play, bang, bang. Now it's down to one. Like yeah. when Leon like, scored on the power play, I'm like, here it comes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
Because exactly. this team does this, and I don't understand, and it's been every generation of this damn team. They can't score a goal. They can't score a goal. They score a goal right away. Look out. They're going to score a 32. And even if it's like seven minutes to go in the third period, we're getting 32 of them. No problem. Here they come. And that was, the, I just couldn't get that. I was going to say that earlier too, just for the fact that this is the first game of the season. Everybody's so hyped. This is your cup contender, cup favorite. And you come out and halfway through the second, your fans are already like, mm. they don't get hyped. I don't care anymore. Fans. <laughs> yeah. Te- fans of other teams, they know it's a long season. Well, maybe they don't. I really don't pay attention to how the team yeah. fan bases get down, but we freak out yeah. around these parts. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, and they are mired in the decade of darkness. They think that Connor's <laughs> going to leave in the morning, Leon's going to leave in the afternoon, Skinner's mustache is going to fall off in the evening, and all we have left is Darnell Nurse and Jack Campbell and $83 million in salary. <laughs> I was this close to wearing my uh, Decade of Darkness hoodie today. I was like, no, 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 no. Things aren't that bad. It was going to be a little bit, you know, a little... It was going to be a little bit, uh, a little playful, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I couldn't bring that one out. The yet. best part is that game two is against the Canucks, though. Mm-hmm. But I want revenge. I know. That's what Serve. I want. I want revenge. Angry Connor's coming out on Saturday. Oh, yeah. But yeah, For just sure. Anybody going like prop bets, go heavy on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Go heavy. I got to do a shame refill after what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, even, but Connor did it early in the game. Like he had that big hit in the first yeah, I loved the it. first shift, mm-hmm. smacks him on the top of the head on the way. And then after that, and Vinny had that fight had too. Fight. Oh, I was pumped up. Vinny's my boy. And it just went so quickly downhill. <laughs> they couldn't execute. No. And that's what's weird because they, they, the Oilers are a very good hockey team, but they looked like they had never played with each other before last night. They didn't know where each other was supposed to be. They didn't know where the passes were supposed to go. And I'm just like, what am I watching right now? You would, <laughs> think, Fosters. You would think professional athletes, this isn't just hockey, but you would think they would show up every game relatively together, relatively the same game will be played, and then you'll go to on to the next one. But it's not like that. I think these guys are a don't get too high, don't get too low, which is – a little bit different than myself, so it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, because I, you know, maybe outside the sports you don't get world, low, though you only get high. Have you heard me for the last ten minutes? Yeah, <laughs> but like I've had to hold on for this, and you I've definitely never in my don't life hear me. Don't need to be like I don't want to talk about what happened. That to me is low. When you when you're checked out completely and you don't even want to discuss the eight one opening night drubbing, that's when you're low. opening night. No, but after the Chicago loss, I didn't listen to the radio for like three months. Well, that's fine. The Chicago loss after like when we lost the, the COVID one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. I didn't listen to like uh, sorry, low tide. I used to be like a avid low tide in the car. Is that what the hell it was? I didn't listen to anything. We brought back sports radio, and I still turn it off in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell would listen to this garbage? Awesome. See, and I couldn't watch sports net this morning. I couldn't watch any sports center today because I knew they're going to get into that. Well, I'll never watch highlights after a loss. Oh no! And if I, they win though, I will watch the highlights until seven in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah! And then, if they win, I'm on the Oilers Instagram immediately rewatching all the. Clips. <laughs> yeah. And then Pat McAfee show it. I watched the first bit of that, and then you had they had a hockey segment, and I was like, nope, can't watch it. Don't know what they're going to say. They may not even bring. They're definitely going to bring it up. Um, I I can't hear. It. I turned it off and I left. Do you like hockey? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, McAfee, yeah, yeah. he's great for sports. Period. Yeah. Did you see that the report that came out about his show today? What's mm-hmm. that? That he paid Aaron Rodgers over the course of time over a million dollars in appearance fees to be on a show. Wow. Oh, I mean, dude, they think of what it put in his pocket, though. Oh, 100%. I what do you get to be on this show today, Bando? Uh, 
You're our Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> What's that? Two shots of Casamigos rep- Reposado. I'm going to be going over to Casa Wanye. You, <laughs> 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 you, you can hear it. If you can find Wanye Manor, just look for the house with all the bird's nests on the roof. And the one open skylight. <laughs> <That's all you laughs> yeah, well, that must be his house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. This is the 17th season of Oilers Nation. Yeah. During that time, now you weren't here right off the hop, but you like you were the first commenter in the history of the website that wasn't fake. <laughs> yep. That wasn't you guys? Yep. Yeah, it wasn't me and Jay. <laughs> all get each other. Never forget. I'm like, oh, are you bagged milk? Or what was your name? It wasn't bagged milk. Right it wasn't bagged milk. I don't remember what it was, though. I tried to go back and find it once upon a time, and I can't. It's gone. Gone in the Bagged evening. milk is a second name for you? No, I had bag milk. That was a thing already. But like on Oilers Nation, I was like, Oilers guy or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you want to spin off a bit. And I was like, oh, Jay, yeah. that's funny. That's you, hey? And he's like, what? I thought that he was you. Like, oh, that's me. That's you. That's me. That's you. <laughs> this is someone that's real. And I was like, I shall DM them <laughs> and make friends. Yeah. And here we are. 16 years later. Been a run. Been a long time. First thing I did for the site, I think, was in 2008. So. Wow. What'd you do? No, I used to do um, I used to do the righteous sack beating as a weekly segment. Oh yes, so it was just essentially a ranty article, and I did that for a little bit. That was probably about two thousand eight. I started doing that. I was in sixth grade. <laughs> Let's not play that game. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm kind of here for. Is just uh... <laughs> was it was it Oh, I used to read this all the time in junior high. <laughs> hold on there wasn't a thing as internet in junior high what are you talking about was yeah we were was and i have known each other since kindergarten too like we went to school together and i imagine like, you guys looking exactly the same just being smaller yeah yeah <laughs> was looks like, literally exactly the same it was it wow. actually like started babies? coming in really early really yeah oh yeah like Eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. I was already walking around starting it, and then my parents it hate terrifying it. Terrifying to elementary kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. I go to school with a man who has a beard. Now. <laughs> yeah. like, Holy there was. I remember there was this other guy too. He was like four grades above me, and every time I saw him, he had a full beard, and I was like, "There's no way I could do that." And then four <laughs> years later, there I am. There it is. But they. My parents would never let me, like, they hated it. They were always like, you got to shave, you got to shave. And I have a butt chin and just a double, like, it is not a good look. When you see me shaved, it looks like a naked mole rat. When was the last time? (laughs) The last time I fully shaved down was when the Edmonton Oilers lost in game seven to the Anaheim Ducks. When they, yeah. Yeah, in 2017, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I was like, ah, well, there goes the playoff beard. And I regretted it immediately. Yeah. yeah. When it's time, when they take it off, you put a little guard on there. Make sure you get a little stubble left over because you do not want it all coming off. I have a beard, dear listener. And (laughs) it started after the 06 cup. Really? I'd never had a whisker on my face and i'm like i'm growing a beard and my sister's like you can't grow a beard I'm like well we'll see about that won't we and then when they failed to win and i was having an emotional breakdown for the ages <laughs> which lasted about a week uh my sister was like you should keep your beard until the oilers win the stanley cup i was like i'll do it i'll keep it forever <laughs> <Fuck everybody." laughs> and i still have a beard and we have yet to win <laughs> uh, jokes on it 17 years it's coming up though Whatever. I'm jealous of you beard people. Girls like <laughs> you must be able to grow. I can't. It's patchy. It's awful. Terrible. And the mustache does not come in. So it just looks like a, some kind of Amish. 
Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's part of your pact with Satan not to age. I guess so. You can't have it all. You can't not age without a thick, full beard. Yeah. Come on. I guess so. Come on. Well, you look older with a beard, just naturally. Yeah. 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 No, my my girlfriend has seen photos of me without like short hair because this I started growing this during Human the woman? pandemic. Sorry? Human woman? Yes. The yeah. Brand. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. She always uh jokes that my mother's paid her off, which sometimes doesn't feel like a joke. But uh she sees photos of me when I'm a full face, bare face, short hair. She goes, I would, I don't think I would ever even talk you to go, you. Yeah, right, girl. I know you're only attracted to my southern hemisphere. <laughs> you don't give a shit about no yeah. You're all looking down here. <laughs> Eyes up here. Which is also like, oh, sorry, just as heavy. I, hear it. <laughs> I assume that's how people talk to human women. <laughs> Never experienced it myself. No, no. One day. A full length body pillow with a human face <laughs> That's good. Love. Old Polina. <laughs> Paulina. Whose face is it? It it rotates. The famous oiler at the time. B. Arthur. Yeah. 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 Was there. B. Arthur at the moment, a member of a K-pop band, whoever's hot at the moment. You know how it goes. Yeah. Wallace has a Derek Ryan one. Yeah. yeah. Swap the face in. <laughs> Reed. Well, we could have used Reed Schaefer last night. I All was right. thinking. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> I bet you he would have had seven goals. <laughs> I bet you called that a tie game opening night. He'd have been filled with vigor. He wouldn't have sat there. And well, some of the other fellas, you know, who else didn't have a very good game last night, which I thought was kind of long list. Wow. (laughs) Like Leon had an okay game. Yeah. I, one of the things, and I don't care if he gets penalties for these because they're down by five, six, seven, eight goals by then go ahead and give a slash. Yeah. See, old uncle Tyler. Your truck says he's sick and tired of Leon. Yeah. Tyler hates it for no, no, I love it. I have no problem with it. Show me that you're pissed off. Show me you're pissed off. I've always been an advocate for prison justice. And I have now proven to myself, if Tyler, your M-Truck's not on the show, it is better. (laughs) (laughs) Because we just had a reasonable conversation. (laughs) Some asshole telling us Leon can't just slash people for no reason. But it it shows that you give a shit. Thank you. It shows that the fact that you're down 8-1, you're not just sitting there taking it. This is why I like Darnell Nurse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is one of the few Oilers I can recall who will answer the bell 10 out of 10 times, man. If he anything shady goes down the ice, he will go over there and clean house. I And it kills me. I still, and I know I don't want him here, and I wouldn't really work on this team and the contract and all that shit. But put Ryan Reeves in that dressing room. Yes. I don't know. If, I know I don't usually do this, but it's on TV, and it's only the second day of hockey of the year, so I was jacked up. I want to watch. I watched some of that Leafs and, and, and Habs game last night. And Revo brings the heat. Revo brings the heat. Revo brings guys out of the seats. He gets the team going. Um, he wants to do it. That's what he's out there to do. Do they show him in the dressing room? No, he doesn't. You don't need oh, that. Like, he comes on the ice when he gets announced. First of all, that, and I, not, this is not about like the Oilers are louder or whatever, but it was very quiet in, the, in, in whatever they're, buildings called these days no one threw their hats either for the hat no yeah so they, yeah. they're quiet they're, so they're coming out for the pre or the the player um uh fucking entrances or whatever yeah no one a little golf clap here a little golf clap there revo comes out get probably the the loudest reaction of anybody he comes out and throws a, b- a bit of a you know a wwe type of thing flexing <laughs> the muscle Did point really? oh yeah 
getting the guys going. You know, then he's out there throwing his body around in the first couple periods or the first couple of shifts, gets in the fight with Wi-Fi at the, at the beginning of the game. It was awesome. And then we come out and, you know, we need like defibrillators to get us ready for the game. It was what it felt like. It was nice to see Vinny fight early too. Like yeah, yeah. it was like People a little bit that, of a. For sure. Oh, I love Vinny. I, I. That's always been a thing. This conversation with DeHarnay is, he brings something that nobody else on the Edmonton Oilers brings, and especially with Costin gone now too. Like you can't replicate or or make a six foot seven defenseman who goes out there. He messed up jack guy's shoulder and it, they didn't even really fight in that yeah. fight it was just a tug of war and his shoulder came out and that is the type of guy that you need first shift that he was out there was the only little bit of aliveness the edmonton oilers showed that entire yeah. game I, I what he brings is beyond anything the edmonton oilers have on their roster right now 100 and i will say there's a former oiler on a different radio show mm. who said he could be Ekholm. What? Yeah. <laughs> who said that? Uh Gage. Oh. I think he's wrong. I mean that's a hell of a high ceiling. Yeah. That is a crazy reach. Dude. <laughs> yeah. But give me like I the, don't feel like that is a shot give me like the, either. No God no give me like the Ekholm of the third of the third pairing. I'm laughing. Yeah. I heard that Vinny DeHarnay could be like Bobby Orr if he wanted. <laughs> Dude, do you see the first couple <laughs> games last year? That guy's putting up apples like crazy. 100%. I just want him to score his first goal. So I can't wait. Yeah. He's a big, big boy, our Vinny. He's terrifying. Standing next to Derek Ryan in the opening face-off. It looked like the Scotiabank skater too long on the ice. He's terrifying dude to look at, too. Like He's like the bald head and the mustache. He's just fucking intimidating. But apparently he's like one of the nicest guys. He's very nice. No more bald head, though. Yeah, he has hair now. He has hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Louis DeBrus got a goatee. What? Vinny's got hair. Louis got a goatee. He did last night. Man, I know. I was making my own fun last night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever seen Louis. Yeah, I too. Big party last night for Others Nation. It was. We were at a bar, mm-hmm. and the drinks were flowing, as they do, and the citizens were in full effect. They were. They were pumped. Did you meet anybody last night? Because I couldn't go. Because I don't. <laughs> I go to the pint. Though. I was going to say, I could. Yeah, I couldn't go. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't go because uh-huh. of my morals. And I don't need to be out in public anymore because I am a father. And you know how it gets. I had to watch a game with my son, who was very excited. He's three years old. I could have brought him to Greta. It's like Bruce Wayne. What do you mean? From, so I don't know. I, was it Christopher Nolan? It's the one. It's Bruce Wayne. Just before he comes out to comes back into the real world, where he's got those two girls in the car and they go swimming in the hotel. And yeah, he, is by, that where I'm at in my life right now? That's where I think you are. You're like he's he's because that Bruce Wayne didn't want to be out in the world. That's true. He's want to stay in Bruce and you know stay in the manor and do his yeah. thing. That's what he was up to. So I kind of see you as as that. It is crazy. Like I I knew I've known people that have children. I mean a lot of people. I used to be a child. <laughs> Come on. And I'd hear them, and they'd be like, man, when you have kids. And I was like, you're so stupid. <laughs> it is fucking tiring, man. Yeah. These little, like, this morning, Wanya Jr. was up at the crack of dawn, and he doesn't <laughs> ease into his day. He's like, right I'm going to sit here and chill and think about things. Have a coffee like, and read the internet. Freezies. <laughs> or in the morning, doesn't give a shit. 
and I want to watch Coco Melon at very loud volume, and I don't want to do it in bed. I want to get up. I want to run around. I want to do stuff. And like, if you're hungover with a little kid, it is a pain. Whew, it is a tough one. So is Chalmers just outside of that age category for his children? Then well, his kids are like fifteen. Are they? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. They're like they're like what, thirteen, 10? eleven. No, that's too high. Twelve and nine. <laughs> We're working our way down here. Final answer. <laughs> they're like ten-year-old kids. Are they? Yeah. Give or take. So they're outside of that category. They start making too much noise. You can like well, Charles, stomp on the Charles floor to shut them up. Alcoholic too, right? I mean, <laughs> let's get real. Like, this <laughs> they real. they also all have like TikTok and everything like that to occupy them. They'll just do their little dances and everything. But that's true. Yeah. I remember when I was little, I used to go to restaurants. I would play with creamers. You know, like the cream. Stack them. Yeah, exactly. You stack know. Them. Come on. Now. You yes. guys stack them? I just opened and drank them, Precise. too. That's what I was just going to say. That's all I did. And Wanya Jr. and I went to a diner the other day, and I was like, would you like to play with the creamers? And he looked at me like I was from the Stone Age. <laughs> I'm like, you stack them like a pyramid. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah. He wanted YouTube, and I was like, "Well, fair enough." Right. Get the <laughs> waiches. I'm gonna need a couple more. I watch YouTube please. all day long too. I can't judge you that. Greatest <laughs> website on the internet. Yeah, but watching watching games when you have a little kid on the go like that versus watching the games in the bar. I can be watching the most exciting game in the history of time. If it's not that exciting, if you're with God bless his heart, a child who's watching Coco Melon beside you, but being in the bar, living the life. So tell me about who was there last night. It made me feel jealous. Kind of, there's a bunch of the hardcores were there. I met a bunch of cool people last night. There was just, it was good vibes. It was mm-hmm. fun to be in there and just watching Brett and everybody do their, Brett and Waz do their thing outside, asking random people questions with the bullhorn and then everybody's <laughs> screaming. Tyler's running around in his Ken costume. Yeah. Liam's upset about being Barbie. <laughs> it's just fun. It was just a great time. And then having a bunch of people come over and be like, oh, like I met probably, because we did the pregame show before. And it was live in the bar. And Aaron said, producer Aaron just said, hey, when you show up, just come grab a mic and sit there. So I kind of outed myself in a way because I'm talking on the microphone. A bunch yeah, of what are you going, doing in this story? I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> but then afterward, I got to meet four or five people. They're like, I listen to BLTN or I listen to ONR and it's awesome. It's good to meet you and blah, blah, blah. It was just, it was neat. It was cool. And eventually, like, you just see the same people over and over and over again that come to our events. And it's just, you used to seeing them. Yeah, they're our friends. Yeah. I was working the front, uh, the check-in desk when everybody was coming in and just being able to, because it shows everybody's names on the ticket and all that and their the guest list and everything and being able to have like a name to the face and just being like, hey, we're all here for the same thing. We're excited for this first game, baby. Let's have it. And it, it was just like a really personable thing. I, I, I always appreciate that about a bunch of people have their events. Twitter handles written on like post its or whatever those name tag dope. things were. So you got to yeah. be like, hey, I know you. You yell at me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You call me history's greatest monster. <laughs> yeah. And here you are. Yeah, it was good. It was a great event. Uh, Raising money for kids' board. So it's really what it's all about. That's cool. That's cool. But you've, you're, you've been noticed at every party. It's yeah. one or two people each yeah. time. He tries. He tries to life? hold. He tries to hold on to like the secrecy of it all. Are you really about this secret life? Bad but it's the funny to, thing, though, is coming out of the secrecy. No, 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 no. Uh, but like, if you're at an event, I also feel like I owe it to you if you want to come say hi. That, of course. Um, Just deny who you are, right? <laughs> I, well, I used to do that. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm Chris the intern. <laughs> I am not bagged milk. Says his name tag. Yeah, but like, everybody's also in on the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody's like, nobody gets weird about it. Everybody's just like, hey, just want a quick hide. Like, I, 
did was taking tequila shots with people, and I told myself before I showed up, I'm not doing that this time. <laughs> there I was. Why would you lie to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to lie to somebody. Well, you might as well lie to yourself. <laughs> Unbelievable, Rick. What do you want to talk about today? You said you had some stuff ready, and I was like, "What? You're preparing for the pod? How unwanted world of you?" Well, let's keep with the hockey with the with the hockey theme here. Um, I know my thoughts on this, but I. I I hear too much negative. What do you think about Bedard's um, stardom? Like the, the I love it. We need to promote players. What the fuck, people? It's, Frank had a Frank Cervalli had a really funny point. Not my dog. He's although he's very wise as well. Frank was just like in a paraphrasing goes. It's funny that we always talk about the league doing a bad job of marketing its players, but when we market one of the up and coming stars, people go, "Well, that's too much. I don't want to see him all the time." So it's, a, it's an interesting dichotomy for it is, and that's kind of what I was saying because I see a lot of stuff. Um, people like, "Well, we didn't do that with Connor. We didn't do it with Connor. We didn't do it." Well, okay, yeah, we what didn't did do that with Connor, Connor but like, what? let's. What didn't they do with Connor? Well, I mean, like, you didn't get the start. Connor was not mic'd up. Connor did not play big teams right away. Oh, Connor right. was not on television for everybody on the globe on Game One. Right? It's kind of they didn't want to like pump him up too much. He's just another hockey player. But no, we had to take our stars and then like put them out there so i have no problem with it i don't feel bad that we didn't get it out of connor personally i don't even even want that but i do know for the league it needs that but i also think there's some recency bias there too because like yes there's a lot of stuff that the bedard tour is getting that maybe connor didn't but like when connor came into the league which one are the connor yeah (laughs) when he came into the league the hype was enormous the oilers were selling out practices it was on the fucking news all the time to be fair it would also been hilarious to mike connor up for game one because he would have probably said what three words (laughs) yeah Yeah. i used to work at uh uh jersey out jersey outfitting store um that used to cool they don't pay us we don't no but uh and i worked there when connor was drafted and for all the for everybody you can't have a jersey until they play a game. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Go on, tell your story. Me? Oh, hey, sorry. <laughs> I thought there was a side story here. Okay. But so when he got drafted, basically either the next day or the next week, his jersey was already out there with 97. Obviously, when he was out there, he, or when he got drafted, he had the 97 out there. But yeah, all the jerseys were out already. People were buying them. You had to go to like South Common, and they wouldn't have it. Southgate, they wouldn't have it. You had to go all the way around. I just lucked into one at South Common, and I was like, oh, I'm taking it. I don't take it. Like, it even has like the like the name plate on it, just like he pressed onto it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So you're uh what you just said about jerseys yeah is mostly correct it's not completely correct right um before the Connor mcdavid draft keep in mind now like my role with the nation was much different in 2015 than it is now one is like i need you to do something (laughs) and it wasn't please it was like for the love of jesus in his crib (laughs) i need this i need that i need you to do i need a Connor mcdavid jersey for the draft party and i needed to have a captain c on it oh i go i need a Connor mcdavid jersey for the draft party he goes you can't get them i'm like you can get one and he's like you can't there's rules the league gary bettman yeah. i was calling everybody i was just like all right i want a captain a Connor mcdavid's jersey and i also want you to put a c on it like, <laughs> like, one this. final thing 
it has to have a captain C. Oh. <laughs> what a dick move, right? Yeah. But you did it. Got the job done. So I no went kidding. to the Connor draft party with a Connor jersey with a C on it at the pine. And I remember they picked him and I put it on. It was like I was Connor for <laughs> three seconds. People were like, oh, You're what? shaking How hands. It took a minute to do. I remember. I was How'd you even do that? I don't remember, but like I remember emailing countless companies and then finally ones like, yeah, fucking, we'll do it. Wow. Yep. I kind of with those rules and regulations, like when I'm, I'm sure it's changing now with the new CBA or whatever, but when I was working there, you couldn't have players who haven't played a game yet or retired players at all like even if they like just retired you can't go get wayne gretzky's jersey <laughs> they have to get paid by you like those jerseys that are already out there like the retro jerseys like the gretzky right. the messier whatever those are all proceeds will go to those players but if like if you went in there and wanted uh you tell me i can't get a zidane seeger if i want right <laughs> yeah. what if your name yeah. is zidane so and that's yeah, the that thing ridiculous. so you would have to prove if you went there and was like oh he's my family member you'd have to be able to prove that that was like you'd take a look at your name or whatever and then they would be able to do it i thought i was going to have to change my name to connor mcdavid to get this <laughs> yeah i would <laughs> Can you imagine my real name? Can you imagine if Oilers fans just started changing their names to the same names as Oilers, and you're like, "There's nothing legally preventing me from being Leon Dreis." Yeah. <laughs> Walking around, hey. I really take the keep Nuge for everything too far. <laughs> also, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> that was who I was going to sneakily diss earlier in the night when I said, "You know who surprised me by having a really cold night?" The Nuge was invisible. Yeah, yeah. I did. I honestly checked the app to see if he was playing. Well, I, I remember one or two attempts from his home, if you will, on the power play. Yeah. Um, outside of that, now that you bring up his name and everything, I don't think he really it stood out at all. Super quiet night from Nuge. Like, if I told you that he played 21-17, you probably wouldn't believe that. No true? way. No, I'd say you're wrong. 21-17? Yeah. Wow. 21-17, he had apparently two shots on that. <laughs> was, he was, it was uh, not a great night for, well, not just Nuge, but there's Everybody. a lot of people on that list. Mm -hmm. A lot of passengers, some too. A lot of passengers. Two, all passengers. Yeah. How many people work at the nation in 2023? Are we talking FTEs? No, contractors too. Top down, all in. You work one hour a year, you're included. I'm going to say probably 100, give or take 10. Wow. One of the things I wanted to learn today on Wanya's World was how many people work here. Not here, literally. Well, even coast. here, though, like from the time we moved into this building, how many new people are in here? Yeah, yeah like Brett. Present. Crazy. Yeah. Do you think we all used to fit in the top of a 1903 house? Do you think that we used to be in the back of a fountain tire with dust pouring over the walls? <laughs> well, the fountain tire had more space than little brick. Let's be real. Yeah, it did. We could have fitted out a fountain tire differently. Uber moved in there after, for heaven's yeah. sake. Think how big that must be. Yeah. yeah. The hairdresser's gone. Is she? Yeah. She's not dead, is she? I don't think so. The shop's gone. Sweet. Yeah. I used to, I didn't know her name. I used to call her soft touch. There was a hairdresser there, Rick, that would put us through a sexual gauntlet every morning. So we got into the office. You had to walk past her hair salon and she would come running out and like the walls of her hair salon. She was a one man shop was all like autographed Willie Pless photos and shit from the eighties Elks. Yes. And you were like, what? but it was like from the 1984 Elks. To the 1987 Elks, and the entire roster was basically autographed photos. And you were like, 
what happened? She <laughs> used to get his haircut there all the yeah, time. Yeah, she, she would run out. She like, gave me a shoulder. Massages and yes. shit. Hilarious. She was like, don't you want to get a haircut? And she rubbed my shoulders. I was like, the hell I do. <laughs> <laughs> but also, remember how she was like our parking police almost? We like were, if, None of us paid for parking. None of us paid for parking. Yeah. No way. She was a great lady. Yeah, she Hope she's not dead. She can't hilarious thing about her as well she would wear random wigs it wasn't halloween but she'd show up with a big afro wig yep. one day. I'm like, i don't <laughs> know what's going game. on here but i'm into it she's in the game you gotta change your look of course <laughs> oh you want this one you, are you sure if you cut willie has plus's hair every week for a year mm-hmm. willie don't want to see the same lady cutting his hair you gotta change it up nobody wants the same ice cream over and over mm. you think we're gonna outgrow this building yeah how long do you think it's gonna take two years wow. you think we could have a second building or do we all have to move I bet we move to a bigger space. What are we going to put up here? I don't know. So you guys are going to invent a new business between now and then, and they're going to take over. the <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Damn, two years. I just think at the rate we're growing, yeah. Like, we already had to kick Oodle Noodle out. That's true. Are we building this new building here? Do we get any requests? Yeah, I have a sh- bad shoulder, so I can't help with that. Building the actual building? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not like Officer Clefbaum. He apparently <laughs> built his own house in Sweden. Yeah. Like, yeah. with his chiseled hands. Sounds like his shoulder's still good. That's yep. what we said. If you can build a house, you can play on. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying this beforehand, too, but a couple friends and, and I, we've been discussing this. We want to do a documentary on Oscar Clefbaum from when he left the Edmonton Oilers and well left for his injury and like ever since we've heard nothing but like crazy stories him building his own house just him fishing and doing his own thing pickleball yeah yeah just everything and I just find I feel like he's one of the most interesting people obviously Oilers fans are so into it everybody wants to know where Clefbaum is because he was going to be and still kind of is our best defenseman the last potential uh, this may be a stretch but since pronger just because of how impactful he was with the puck without the puck in his own end everything he was a leader from top to bottom and I think just how sudden everything went I feel like there's there's just such a story there. There's several things that fucked over the Oilers' defensive core in the last 15 years that people don't take into account when we did say why the team is screwed. That was one of them. That was one of them. Vishnovsky, for no reason, wanting to leave. No reason. He was an unbelievable 1D. Yep. And then we traded him for old Clubfoot Whitney. <laughs> just a bitch. <laughs> why would we look up if our new number one defenseman has club feet? We wouldn't look that up. <laughs> Why would we do any due diligence? We'll figure it out in the back end. Trade for him. Then Sheldon Surrey being injured and yeah. going to the A. That isn't necessarily helpful. The Hershey Bears? But they brought that on themselves. Yep. Yeah. And then Clefbaugh. Also, like, arguably, you could say, well, the Oilers lost a very good second pairing or first pairing on some teams. Like Team Clefbaum. Sweden. Clefbaum, obviously gone. Lars got went to uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I forgot like, about him. Fuck. Personal reasons, totally understand yeah, that why one. he left. Mm-hmm. I get it. But ultimately, the Oilers lost two of their best defensemen for zero. Seattle's yeah. an interesting study because there's so many ex-Oilers on there. What if we were Five. still nursing the Jolts contract, paying for Larson, Jordan Everly, God bless, was one of our leaders that we looked to. Like They're a shadow of the Oilers, and we weren't good when we had all these players. But man, did I have high, high hopes for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Lars is going to be like, a... Do you remember the hype around Jolts? 
like when he was doing his college free agency. Matt said yeah. he was a bloody Norris candidate. Ridiculous. Yeah, he yeah, do. He turned out absolutely every other team for us. I remember watching it live, like live, quote unquote, on Twitter, where they were like, "The Toronto Maple Leafs have been told they're out of the Justin <laughs> Schultz sweep takes." I'm like, "Oh my god, we're still in." <laughs> we it's like chance. LeBron going to Miami. Yeah, it was. And then that deadline that he got traded, it was him, Purcell. And Benoit Pouliot, too, wasn't it? Teddy oh, Purcell. Teddy, yeah. <laughs> Teddy Purcell blocked me on Twitter because I kept tweeting out the Photoshop I made of his head on a teddy bear. <laughs> I always just thought that was so funny. I'm like, of all the things to be annoyed with us, but there's a really harmless Photoshop should not be one of them. He uh, he overtook one of our manager parking stalls for about three days span with his vehicle. You left it there? Yep. Yeah. What was he driving? Oh, I don't remember. I want to say some sort of black SUV or something like that, but it's, cool. yeah, it's a long time ago now. Bag milk. I'm thinking if the company gets too big, why don't we just either a let people work downstairs at dog patch? Yep. So you walk in, just like in the kitchen or whatever. Busy? No, I'm thinking the seats, in the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, I was chairs. thinking in the kitchen, getting making some whipping things up, logging <laughs> and cooking, get the most out of them. You know, videos and yeah. yeah. When you got downtime, you can get yeah. in there. You know. It's a value out of need some need some dough. I was just I thinking could do that. put him in the seats at the at dog patch. People walk in, think it's busy. Man, this place <laughs> like bumping. Yeah. We should smells funny in here, and everyone's on their laptops. We should do this podcast from the DJ booth. Ooh, let everyone watch us. I can't knock dog patch on my own podcast, but I'm about to. <laughs> Before we opened, Frank was out here. Remember this? And Frank and Gregor were doing their first show ever. And I was like, do it from Dog Patch. That'll be yeah, awesome. I remember something like that. It'll look cool. It'll be under construction. It's a moment in time. They were told not to. Frank Valley is the president of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. <laughs> yeah. We told him in our bar before we opened, you are not allowed to broadcast here. It's a bit short-sighted. <laughs> it's a bit short-sighted. Well. We all make mistakes. No. No, we don't. Well, we could always go up. We could just start building more floors. Just add maybe an add on, an extension. You actually can. The parking laws of Edmonton have changed since we built this building and our seven stall parking lot. We could now build over. Hmm. Can we finally get that hot tub then, please? Oh, wait, hot tub? We could do this podcast from the hot tub. Yes, hot tub streams. We wanted to put a hot tub on the third floor here for the Airbnbs upstairs. And my sister wisely said, the architect, you idiots will be up there and you're not staying in the Airbnbs. I like how he said it was for the Airbnbs. But if if he ever took you up there, Airbnb one, two. Yeah, this is where the hot tub is. And we forgot all about the Airbnbs, but now we're talking about what we're going to do in the hot tub. All right, we'll go to this, come back, and blah, blah, blah. We'll watch the style. Like, you know, go to a game, come back. It'll be, oh, man, we had a lot of, t- a lot we of time for that. We're going to get fishing line and put it over the building and have them bring beers up in the bucket. <laughs> that was our one plan. You <laughs> can't have it all. Where would you put it? Yep, that's what I say. Yep. Yep. What else do we want to talk about? How are we doing for time here? This thing's flying by. 356. This is going great. <laughs> well, I had no, I, 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 I just, I, you, you, I think we ended the show last week with you, uh, Talking about the right. Drake album, and it actually dropped this time. And yeah, we, we also ended ended the Drake album. I thought was poor. I thought yeah. it was very mediocre. It yeah, was the first Drake album. I have not. Unfortunately, it reminds me of the Four Forty Four album from Jay Z. Oh, he just was. He's so rich. Yeah, there are a couple of good ones on Four Forty Four. PK, I get it. Patrick <laughs> Philippe, okay, good. He's talking about that one song. Where he's like talking about being an uh, like an art dealer. 
Yeah. 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 I like that one. Well, I like like a couple bars in that one. I like. Yeah. 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 Adonis is country club rap, which is when the rapper gets too successful and they just talk about being in a country club, and no one wants to hear that shit. (laughs) No. No, I love Drake. They, I mean, they talked that they they asked Biggie about that after his first couple albums. Yeah, that's like ask him what about his next album. Like he couldn't go back and keep rapping about the old stuff. Cause that wasn't he's, him anymore. He ain't slinging rock anymore. Yeah, that wasn't him anymore, right? <laughs> so he's like, I can't do that anymore. I got like mm, up it a bit. So I know what we can end with. It's right on top of those. those. I would say country club rap. That album that Jay Z and Kanye did, Watch the Throne or whatever. That wasn't that was country club rap yet. Fantastic. So good. Yeah. That was like the height of their game. Multiple. Uh, they won a bunch of Grammys, didn't they? Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm I pretty know sure. Slaps that album. Yeah. Hi, junior high. What we need to talk about to close this out is this Tupac guy getting yes arrested yes and how so i i watch a lot of hip-hop stuff on youtube it's all very entertaining i start seeing these videos in my feed about why diddy what's that last one say diddy hired tupac (laughs) (laughs) i I try and come in with a bit of an outline we want to make this a bit of a professional i was like okay i gotta come up with one thing here keith d keefy keefy d was a known pyru right known gang banger says believes he has immunity later in life and starts going on all these podcasts yeah, talking about Tupac's yeah. murder. I was amazed how often this guy was on podcast talking about being in the car for Tupac's murder. Yeah. <laughs> but and, you got to feel like Teflon at one point because every single movie about it has come out and said, this is pretty much the guy who's done it. And he's <laughs> yeah. got like he, he 10 years in, he's still immunity. okay. 20 years in, he's yeah. like, well, I'm pretty sure ain't no one even cares. So yeah, why not like make some dollars off this? He was ill apparently a couple of years ago when he started doing the podcast to like, um, make a bunch of money and didn't think he was going to be around. Uh, but he's still around. Like, but he makes two key points. The old microphone drop and then you steady keep living. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you have 48 hours to live. He's like, I shot two. <laughs> it was <laughs> me, motherfuckers. Actually, you know what? I meant 48 more. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is someone else's chart. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so he says two main things in all these podcasts. One, he was there when Tupac got shot, and he was ordered by Puff Daddy. Yeah. Puff Daddy could be in huge shit. So like legit though? Yeah. What's that? What's that morning? What's that radio show there? Is it Breakfast Club or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Breakfast Club. So they and I don't know when it was, but I I, I saw the clip this morning and uh and he was like, Well, and it wasn't Diddy talking yet, it's the other guy talking. He just he brought it up without bringing it up, kind of reference it without it's actually. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. She says, yeah, and Diddy, yeah, yeah, Diddy's like, no, I like, no, I didn't. We don't talk about that, and like a straight, like no blinking, staring at a thing on the wall, like reading a script almost, like no, we don't, we don't, we don't, and so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to. Uh... So then that makes. I know you're not a big Eminem guy anymore, but like that makes his line in yeah, yeah. Kill Shot yeah. extra fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. For the dear listeners, he goes, Puffy. Uh, the day you put out a hit's the day Diddy admits that he put the hit out that got pop killed. Yeah. And didn't he also, I'm not sure, uh, didn't he, he also that get that song was saying, I'm just kidding. Love you. Love you. Yeah, I'm just kidding, Diddy. You know I love you. Yeah. But didn't he also like order the kill on Biggie too? Well, this is when, when you start, if you take this KBD guy at his work, yeah. And if he's going to go to jail for the crime, he must know something about something. Mm-hmm. They all claim that basically they were killed. Like Tupac was killed over the beef. Mm-hmm. Right. But he killed, had Biggie killed so he could have his record deal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he could have his catalog or have whatever. His royalties, have his masters, have everything. Mm-hmm. 
he had uh, Biggie had sold his publishing to Puff Daddy for two hundred grand right in the beginning of his contract. All of his publishing, and so just chasing that bag right away without really knowing what you got. He guys like, oh, they say that uh, Puff Daddy had Big killed for his masters and his publishing. He's like, no, he already had them. Like he didn't need to do it for that reason. Right here is why he killed him. And you're watching this. You're like, I there's uh, on Netflix. There's a uh, untold of an untold series about. Uh, the Tupac and Biggie killing and they have the head investigator that worked on it and all that. that. It's a really good show and they have like Keefe D in it, but the whole time they try and like lead you towards this guy who was in a motorcycle accident. They're like, that was, that was the guy. Yeah. The guy who did it was supposed to be dead. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, that was him for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like, I really like this show. Yeah. No. Can you imagine if Pop Daddy goes down for this shit in 2024? Fantastic be completely behind it really yeah why not? like you need some sort of you need proof so we're talking about proof from the 90s what would you have done like written a note and folded up that way they did in high, in high school and like kind of didn't like well, he, that's he, gonna he, that's he, gonna right. go away really quick there's no we killed him and we were told to do it that's yeah. a pretty but diddy's basically the east coast sh- uh suge knight but he kept it together. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it, that's kind crazy. of the East Coast and uh, an feeling. Clip. But he he kind of is. Like, when you think about the East Coast lifestyle, it's very much the kind of prim and pris type. And then you take a look at the West Coast, and it's just rocking hard and all that. That was Suge Knight. And then the prim and pris is Diddy. And they're the, they were doing the exact same thing. I went to the uh, anniversary of the Source Awards in New York when they all tried to kill each other. Remember? I heard this. You on went the, there? I heard this on radio, on Sports fourteen forty. I think. Ah, fantastic! <laughs> well, making fun of Drake. Yeah, I went to the not the original one. There was like the twenty fifth anniversary of the oh. Source Awards or something, <laughs> and it was like in twenty sixteen. Of course, he's going to be there. Right? I went by myself. <laughs> I was like, I don't need friends for this. I am the only person who can enjoy this properly with myself. So I went to New York, I got one ticket, and I was in like row four of this concert. And half of it was the West Coast, and half of it was the East Coast. Cool. And when I say, they, they say it's one of the top five concerts of his, hip-hop's history. I read it, and I think it was on Fader or something. But there must have been 40 rappers there that night. Who'd you see? The West Coast. Go down the list. Dre had just sold Beats by Dre. He was there. Eminem was there. <laughs> Snoop was there. Everybody you could think of from Death Row was there because it was the no like way. we're now old and rich, we don't need to fight anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then the other side, East Coast was there, right? So Puffy was there, all the bad boy people were there. No. Here's why I know Puffy's a real G. He had his kids on stage, right? And like Christian's dancing, his one son, Justin Combs, and they're dancing and shit. But they had a bodyguard assigned to them on stage. So you can imagine all these rappers are dancing around and da 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 da. And Buster Rhymes, God bless, was doing some sort of Harlem shake and bumped into Christian Combs. And his bodyguard damn near beat Buster Rhymes up. Come on. on. No. I have photos of it on my own phone. I was like, you're going to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) But I just remember thinking, like, if that's a level of security around Puff Daddy's kids next to Buster Rhymes. Yeah, no shit. This isn't like. Dude on the street. Yeah, no, one of the greatest of all he time. He did double time. And yeah. the- <laughs> yeah. On the stage while they're performing, you're getting bombed. Like, I have a photo of this bodyguard in a suit, and he looks like a KGB killer. <laughs> and Buster Ryan's being like, damn. And like, it was Christian Combs. He didn't knock your puff daddy over, for God's sakes. So, <laughs> call, him, 
the Suge Knight of the East. You're was that Thick Buster though? Like Buster? Yeah, Thick oh, Buster, yeah, yeah, Thick. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a big fella right he's now. Lost it. Did he lose it? He lost most of his weight because he had some sort of asthma attack having sex. Oh, hey, wait, what? <laughs> I saw the interview. Okay, listen, I'm I'm asthmatic, so <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> That's a way to go, though. Buster Normally, said I had an asthma attack having sex, and I had to lose it. See, I just I, watched a video of Busta from a couple of weeks ago doing his verse from Look At Me Now, the Chris Brown song, where he goes real fast. It's that's so much inc- fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. See, I normally just get asthma attacks yawning. So. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yawning and sneezing. Wasn't Busta involved when uh, somebody went up and like tried to fuck with uh, Dave Chappelle on stage and the Flip Out Squad beat, beat the, the shit out of him? That guy came on stage with the fake. Uh, yeah, bayonet yeah. or whatever. You get imagine getting stomped by the oh, flip mode squad. <laughs> Busted doing double time as he's kicking you in the face. When you know you can beat somebody up and not get in trouble, it's so liberating. <laughs> <laughs> this guy tried to kill Dave Chappelle. Finally, yeah. <laughs> that guy. Remember that they took a photo of that guy leaving the party, like yeah. his arm was on backwards and shit on the gurney. The guy mm-hmm. who tried to rush Dave Chappelle. Oh my god! Like, what did he do it for? Like. Housing costs, of low. course, of course, it like of a course. strange issue. He did yeah, it in the name of it. Was like, I you don't know, like the rental rates, and you know, know he failed. Then if he did this and has the pain he goes through, and at the end of the day, you're like, wait, why did you do it? <laughs> I skipped to the part where I said he got stomped by flip mode. <laughs> <laughs> cool in '96 to get beat down by flip mode. Not so cool in 2021. <laughs> They're all in their mid 40s. I'm good with it. If not more. Well, boys, this was a pleasure. This yeah. is what the show is about. Nothing. We got a lot of Oilers talking today. A lot. Hopefully, they don't lose every game 8-1. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thank Anytime. you. Good luck with your 100-man team. Anytime. Good luck in your search for a bigger building. Please do that not is, leave this one. That is above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. One is World 2. Done. Gracias, bien. I had a bunch of mental questions. <laughs> 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 <laughs>